When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One thing I would say about you, Peter, mm. is that you always smell very nice. And okay. I, and I don't, and I, and don't, you're going to take this the wrong way. Yeah. And so you know, tr- try, and, try and limit how your reaction to it. I don't know if people would necessarily expect that. <laughs> <laughs> to, 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 That's fair. But you that do always smell really nice. I look like Pigpen of uh, Snoopy. I just don't think you look like someone who gives a shit about that kind of thing. Right. And then when you do, it's a really pleasant surprise, which I think in many ways is helping to elevate the pleasure elevate the product. how nice you smell. And also, yeah. um, the, the lasering off of the um, sweat glands and all that kind of stuff, because you used to get a good old sweat patch going on. Yeah, but I never smelled... Well, so I looked smelly, but I didn't smell smelly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm. So I think people would say the same about me. Mm. Like, like quite unkempt. Well, you're wearing a T-shirt and a shirt tattoo. over the top. Yeah, but to I don't sweat, you. do I? You don't Famously, sweat. I don't really sweat. Famously, you don't sweat. I'm not quite um, cricket, cricketer Alistair Cook, who mm. never sweats, apparently. Mm. But I'm not good celebrity shoes. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, exactly. But I am. Um, I'm not really much of a sweater. Right. Okay. So there's not as much chance for the sweat to dry and therefore smell, particularly in the orifices and crevices of my body. Rory, shut the studio door. <laughs> Let's make a hot box. <laughs> Luke and Pete Shaw. Sweet beans. Sweet beans. Pete Donaldson and Luke Moore with you doing what we do kind of best. <laughs> it's the third best thing we do. For me, it's very difficult for me to be honest with myself about mm. what I do do best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like you'd be writing a very short list and then sort of. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm get... down on it at the moment because we're having the bathroom done, which makes me feel beyond useless, right? Okey-dokey, so I'm, I, I, I'm like, I'll say, I'll look at the, the Bulgarian builder. Yeah, I'll, I'll think to myself, how on earth is he going to do that? How on earth is and, he going to turn this and, bathroom and into just, something beautiful? It's just a tile. It's just a he tile. He just mixes up some adhesive, yeah. puts it down, sticks gets his screw level out, yeah. and sticks it down. Sticks the tile. And, and I go, oh, yeah. We can yeah. put one down. I reckon we could both do one. Yeah. It's just fitting them in with all of the others. And get I, when you get to the edges, it's yeah. the problem, problem yeah, in it. Definitely. And get I, yourself I, a little tile cutter. Yeah, I, I, I'm also asking like really shit questions. The t- t- tile cutters are amazing, by the way, because mm. you think they're going to be a lot more involved than they are. It's just a, it's just a blade, brother. But it just, it just does like a crease in the tile, mm. and they just snap, snap it. it. Yeah, I think that's to me that's really exciting. <laughs> it's like, it's like dangerous, right? So I could snap anywhere. Do you not, do you not spend ages in like uh, being cute, just wandering around the different tools that you can buy? Imagine what it's like, Pete. No, I don't do that because no. I can't use any of them. But imagine what it's like doing some kind of refurbishment to my house when I'm in. Right, okay. Because you're quite chatty, aren't yeah. you? You never get anything done. Mimi told me off last week for being too overbearing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just genuinely interested. Yeah. If, if someone said there was a problem with your overbearings in your house, I'd be like, oh, yeah. trouble. <laughs> exactly. trouble. I panicked. I was like, oh, no. Which is that. But like, the, thing, the thing that's particularly frustrating for those guys working is that um, I want to talk about everything, mm. but then they'll just say, okay, mate. And, and, and then they'll think, oh, he's into this. Yeah, and good on him. It's great to have him around because he because he's like he, he he's, knows his stuff. Yeah. And then they'll go, 
do me a favour, mate. You just go and pop down, turn the water off. And I go, no. <laughs> no I, <cannot laughs> I don't do even that. know what that looks like. So just I can't turn, do that. Turn yeah. the tap on and turn the tap off. It's yeah. off. Yeah. Is I it? I can't do it. So um, <laughs> do, you know where your, do you know where your stopcock is? Yeah, I do now. I don't think I know where mine is, which is yeah. a terrible bit of oversight from me. But I think most people are the same. I think it's under the stairs. As is outside. Where the mice are. Oh, yeah, you have to go downstairs, pull up the um, pull up the cover, and flip mm. it around with a little tool. It's it's it, it. I I just need to know everything about my house. I would spend uh, most of uh, Saturday um, drilling and re-screwing in uh, some uh, some decking. Uh, huh. Some some of my decking's kind of a bit wonk as as it's got it gets very wet obviously and then it dries and then the wood starts to warp a little bit yeah so I'm just sort of constantly just who did going, it the first time then oh I don't know whoever was in the so house before was it, was it a bit of a shit boy. job a I don't think it's a yeah. shit job they've just been kicking around for a while and it's right. just one of those things where it's like I cannot afford new decking I just can't it's, what is it realistically it's only about ten planks of wood isn't it. <laughs> Some screws yeah but I just think the joists that they they're screwed into are a bit rotten I've got an idea what. What room in your house do you use the least? Well, just take just get the start floor up. <laughs> That's what I was doing with the picket fence outside because some of the some of the slats there are rotten. So I'm uh, so I'm pulling off the slats from around the corner yeah. and repositioning them in the front. <laughs> well, you, like you a greengrocer. Yeah. Um, you, you, do you live in a haunted house? <laughs> a little bit. Do you live yeah. in that house from Stranger Things season four? You don't know because you haven't only watched yeah, a couple watched of episodes. Episode, yeah. Um, I saw the uh, Kate Bush song and I was like, "Oh, I have to go and buy that." <laughs> I saw, I saw a brilliant, I, I saw a brilliant, I'm going to say, contribution online from someone mm. the other day about that, saying like, I, I can't remember the exact details, but it was along the lines of they were doing the usual thing that probably we used to be like when we were kids, like mm. as well about how like you love a certain type of music, but then you get a little bit insecure when people, other people, start liking it. Yeah, okay. Uh, when it becomes popular or whatever, uh, it's quite a common trope, as I'm sure you know. And this person was kicking off about how people started to get into Kate Bush mm. because of Stranger Things. Right. And But then they accidentally included the detail that they'd been listening to Kate Bush since, quote, at least 2004. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there, they're just trying to make sure that everyone knows that they're young. You know what I mean? Oh, they go. So it's the double hit. Yeah. So they, they I'm cool, but I'm also still young. Yeah. They cannot get. They, they 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 need everyone to know that they're still young and and that they're working really hard to educate themselves musically. Yeah. I remember at Kate Bush. Remember she came back and did those couple of gigs. Yes, at, I do. Out and about the town. It was Hammersmith Apollo, I think. Yes. Um. And uh, I remember I was on air at the time, and Danny Baker was doing jokey tweets. Right. Uh, on 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 Twitter. Well, don't get into too well, much thing about his jokey tweets. <laughs> he that, loves a jokey that, tweet. That went all right. We should say. <laughs> he, uh, he he he. He's saying that he was at the gig and he kept on sort of telling lies about what was happening. Oh, David Boy's just turned up. And I was on the radio going, David Boy's just turned up. <laughs> you got sucking in. Absolutely. Oh, reputable Hook, news line and sinker, just yeah. reading out stuff. I'll just I'll say anything. You know that the uh, yeah, back, yeah, yeah. back in the day, um, and that's part of the reason why I think the BBC don't really break that many stories still now, although maybe that's a bit out of date. Hmm. Back in the day, it was like the common practice. You had to get another <clears> source to sound, stand the story up. Yeah. But now, because of the internet stuff, people are just rushing to break stuff. And that's how that's part. Because I think what happens is people think a lot of misinformation is about the algorithms of social media, which it mm. is. But also at the root of that, no one does what we were taught back in the day. Yeah. Um, about how to responsibly stand up a story, mm. right? Or not we, because I don't really do journalism, but a lot of people I know did. And so now you've got people rushing for stuff. And that's and what you've explained there, it's fucking completely irrelevant because it's only a Kate Bush thing, but that is what actually fucking happens. Yeah. Exactly that is yeah, what yeah. happens all the time in the internet, in the internet now. Yeah, and, um, and, and, and people, uh, reputable people, just simply think that if they tweet, it's not really a... 
It's not really announcing anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of. Oh, just Do you think there's an element older people just don't think the internet's real, so they don't yes. give a shit about yeah, it? Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, and, and that's why people get caught. That's why that TV uh, doctor. Uh, was it Embarrassing Bodies? He got in trouble for just <laughs> randomly tweeting about... Dr. Christian uh, Jessup. I think it was him, wasn't yeah. it? it Strange-looking chap. I mean, aren't we all? I can't, I'm not complaining. He's quite good-looking, isn't he? I think he's in quite, a kind of robot-y way. I think he's got quite an odd manner. I think, I think if, 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 odd manner. If, you, if, you were, if he was your doctor... Yeah. And I think you would be like, okay, he's a bit odd. <laughs> but then I guess are all really good people that things are odd, maybe? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Well, he... Uh, yes, he was facing bankruptcy. Right. Dr. Christian Jessen. Jessup, uh, that's it, Jessen. Jessup, yeah. Uh, he, he, he had to pay a libel fee to Arlene Phillips for some fucking reason. He, he, basically, uh, he basically said that uh, he said that he tweeted uh, false allegations that Northern Ireland's first minister was having an extramarital affair. That's Arlene uh, Foster, isn't it? Sorry? Did I say Phillips? Yeah, Arlene Phillips Sorry, is the judge on Strictly Come Dancing. I was like, this is fucking confusing. Oh, God, I've got what one on my head now. Her? I've got one on my head now. Yeah, but why is he getting involved in that? I don't know why he's getting involved in that. I don't know why he's getting involved in that. So, now, so he's, uh, he, he was ordered to pay £125,000 oh, in libel damages. That's one spicy tweet, baby. After having an extra... Uh, Would you say that's a spicy meatball? That is that it, Legally, that's a spicy meatball. Yeah. That's If you are on the defence, you're going, ooh. ooh. I, I, you, you probably within your rights to go, oh, come on. Malad, one tweet, <laughs> one hundred and twenty-five bags. It was one tweet. <laughs> Can you negotiate? Is there a negotiation? Probably not. Probably not. No. That, that surely gets broken down after all. Are you really getting one hundred twenty? But you, he's a doctor and he's on the telly. You, out of all the people, who could Is that probably what he said afford in his defence. <laughs> you're finding a doctor and, and I'm on the telly. telly. And back in the eighties, that used to mean a lot. <laughs> when he started to go fund me to to uh, get some money, to I, I don't know why anybody would because pay into that money. Because he broke the law. <laughs> because he broke the law. Why is he getting involved? Why is he tweeting about the yeah. first minister of Northern Ireland for crying out loud? Mad. Well, he won't it's do it again, will he? Mad. He won't be doing it again for crying out loud. Do you think loud. he will do it again? He might do it again. <laughs> I do want to talk about Kate Bush because I think she's an interesting character. But back right. but before we do. Is it important to stress, and I kind of feel like it is, mm. that for people our age, growing up, say when you're old enough to know a bit about the world, but not old enough to know how it really works, mm. say about 12 or whatever, yeah. how big a deal it was to be on the telly. Yeah. Now everyone's on the telly. <clears throat> now you're probably really, technically you could argue, I think, in a kind of holistic way, that because of mobile phones and cameras and the internet and the platforms that you've you got access to, everyone is on the telly. I think it's harder to get on the telly as a person who's going to get paid for it. Now? Yeah. Well, because like people, like yeah. Yeah. people, well, <clears throat> you kind of, to, to get a career in television, you kind of have to have a bit of heat that you've built yourself. So you've got to spend years and years uh, curating a brand, hmm. uh, getting the numbers up, and then, and then getting your spot on the, on the telly, I think. Yeah, well, I, 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 I understand your, your point. I don't necessarily even disagree with it. But on the other hand, I think, I mean, I caught a bit of question time on Thursday of last week. Mm. That's not something I watch generally. Uh, Rory Stewart was on it, who I quite like, and find quite interesting. Um, so I caught a bit of it. Was that the one in Newcastle? Yes, right. I think so. There was a kid on it called Tom Harwood, who's this kind of self-styled, you know, almost like... Is he the GB News kid? Yeah, like, right. almost like unfathomably arrogant young parody of a young conservative yeah right? because they, they they were good it was uh who's that little who's that little twerp from sunderland durham sort of area that's uh, him isn't it no 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 he's not from durham okay it, you're you're thinking oh so you're he, darren grimes darren thinking, grimes yeah, i'm yeah, thinking yeah. darren grimes yeah so he's uh, like darren grimes but not as old, more handsome from public school yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so so he everyone thought that darren grimes was good was going to get a role on gb news that lad got the young fascist uh, spot crypto fascist <laughs> spot yeah and so he uh so he's on there 
and uh, and and Grimesy Grimesy uh, was left Grimesy. by Grimesy was left. Was he by fuming? Because because uh, apparently according to the GB News website, um, Grimesy is a is a. Um, so he is now. Oh, okay, right. But I, I think a few people. So he had a tantrum, did he? Yes, yeah, I don't think he had a tantrum. But I think he just. I think oh, he thought that he was going down get on the there. list. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, anyway, I think that the point I was going to make. Yeah, the point I was going to make with uh, with uh, young Tom Harwood, and I'm mm. saying that because not that he'll ever listen to this, but I think he hates being called young. Um, I think I thought to myself, I don't, I'm not saying I'm clever. I'm not saying I, you know, I'm the barometer for this. But it's, you know, this is our show. This is my opinion. I was thinking to myself, this to me is absolutely stunning how clearly unintelligent this boy is, but he's yeah. still able to do this on a flagship BBC show. <laughs> and in the words of Bunk Morland from The Wire, it makes me sad how far we done <laughs> fell. Do you know what I mean? So on one hand, you're right. But on the other hand, I suppose what then rises to the top are the people who will just do anything to be on telly mm. and whether they get paid for it or not. And the, well, the BBC has a long, especially on Question Time, has a long sort of history, well, recent history, of just um, platforming any, yeah. any kook who yeah. will just sort of say something outrageous for, uh, yeah. for the sake of uh, eyes, on, eyes on tweets. There's definitely a school of thought. I know there's a lot of people who, who are very angry, and they have been for some time, about the BBC's role in promoting someone like Farage, mm. like and then there's like a gen. Like I, I've I've spoken to some interesting people about that who are still even now very angry about it. Even Definitely. though it was what seven realistically what eight years ago started because the, the, because the the Twitter tail is wagging the dog. You know we think that tweets are you know popularity retweets, uh, quote tweets, anger gnashing etc is 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 good for the show you yeah. know it's it's good for uh people getting excited and, yeah. and wanting to watch the show it's not the case just people will just sort of there'll be more people complaining about somebody being on a show yeah. than actually watching it because of that person being on the show i think um you still enjoying love island by the way <laughs> who's your favorite character in love island oh bonky bonky he's, he's, a, he's yeah. always bonking that yeah, lad yeah. i can see why they call him bonky weird about those swimming trunks he wears though isn't it i know yeah it does not conceal his erection completely One made of elephant skin it's weird <laughs> it's bizarre the fashion and the less said about his fungal foot infection oh yeah don't go swimming in that pool after him did you think he was going to get with uh with bunty or not i yeah. i i just found it very bizarre that he managed to eat a whole telephone pole it was just it was a weird challenge <laughs> he's never going to do it he's never going to do it but no. he got to the end of it, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, uh, uh, Darren. <laughs> Darren Grimes. Look at his picture. Look at his that's office. a picture he signed mm. off. And I'm someone, you know what? And mm. I know how this works because as part of the ramble, as part of Stack, I regularly get photos of me that I don't even remember being taken, put yeah. online, and yeah, I'm not yeah, happy with them. Yeah. None as bad as that. I mean, I would never run out of punch. Uh, pleasure to put my punches on that little face, to be honest. No. The disgusting it, left. It, it, isn't it? And the disgusting it violent. Go, it would go for violent ages, left. Because your punches are very weak. <laughs> are very weak. So, oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, would you like Darren Grimes in Love Island? I think he'd, I think he'd get on with everyone. I know someone. They're all little Tories in bloody Love Island. I know they? someone who's not, oh, I'm not going to name, who was, had, had, had in theory, the opportunity to go into Love Island. Right. But was told that if he wanted to do it, mm. so he's a he, so he gives you a little mm. bit of a clue, he had to buff up. Buff up, right. And okay, he could yourself he could, out. He could be bothered. Could be and so he didn't do it. Right, okay. Um, and I find that interesting because yeah. there's no normal people on it as mm. far as I can see. Well, it's almost like uh, Oscar, Oscar uh, season, isn't it? You've got to uh, you got to campaign for it. Have you've you really? To, Is that how they do it, it Yeah. So how, how, in what way? They're all they influencers, aren't they? They've all, they've all got a bit of a following. I thought they were like just handsome firemen or something. Handsome <laughs> firemen? No, they're all influencers, aren't they? They've all got like, you know, 40,000 uh, Instagram followers minimum. I used to like it when the internet was kind of nascent and, it, and it's mm. his relationship with television, which was seen as the far more senior medium at the mm. time, was so kind of uneasy mm. that it would be like, 
I don't know, you get like, say a Rylan, right? Mm. Rylan, who is like really talented and really charismatic. And in my view, like a great presenter mm. and very self-aware as well. He would be discovered just by turning up at Pop Idol or whatever. <laughs> whatever the fuck it was. But then people will say, oh no, actually what happened was he had an agent and he did all this other stuff and he was you know, on, on the short list for TOWIE and all the rest of it. But back in the day, way before that, people did used to get discovered, right? Yeah. Like the geezer, the, the criminal, the mugshot was really handsome. Remember oh, him? Yeah. Well, I mean, he went through a different way, didn't he, I suppose? But I mean, the thing about him <laughs> is like, you'd hear that story and you go, oh, that's morally kind of a little bit questionable. Fucking hell, he's handsome. Do you know what I mean? Like, he is one of the most handsome I've ever seen. Like, and you can't and that light, the, the lighting in those uh, booths is not favourable either, is it? No, this is, a, this is a mugshot designed to make him look like a criminal. And he looks <laughs> look like probably him. the most handsome man I've ever seen. Absolute Yeah. What an absolute viewer. So, yeah. The, uh... I don't know what point I'm trying to make. But anyway. <laughs> he's horny. Yeah. He's horny. <laughs> He's just horny on a Monday. Would you like to see him in, in a prison cell with Darren Grimes? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. Yes, I would. Do you feel, fit, Pete, do you, what part of it here, let me, let me ask you this question because right. I think our listeners will want to hear this. You'll say about people like Darren Grimes, oh, um, you know, call, you'll call him what you call him and you'll say, and you'll use the word, for example, to be a Tory as like an insult, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. there might be some people listening to this show. Unrepentantly. Yeah, no, but I'm going to ask you about that. Yeah. Um, there might be some people listening to this show who go, you know what, I like. I voted Conservative back in the day. I'm not an unreasonable person. I don't want people to be turned away and drown in boats and not a train and sea. I just, you know, I vote Conservative for whatever reason. Mm. What do you say to those people? What do I say to those people? Well, well the party's changed. Catch up. <laughs> <laughs> so you're unrepentant about saying that you'd like Darren Grimes to befall some kind of misfortune. I'd like, I'd let him hurt his ankle because the things he yeah. says. The, 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 ankle's he, a big thing for you, isn't it? It's, it's, it's the worst of the worst. Yeah. I'm um, speaking of like bad pictures. Yeah. Uh, that, that you uh, that you talked about a little bit earlier on. Um, and Grimes' little face. I was uh, in a school. It was weird that he was married to Elon Musk as well, by the way. <laughs> what? Grimes. Grimes, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> it's solid stuff. Um, <laughs> Grimes, hey. I saw, I saw Grimes DJ at Primavera Sound last weekend, and it was a fucking bismal. Hey, carry on. Now, which one? It wasn't Darren Grimes. Well, it wasn't Darren Grimes. I think if Darren Grimes, if it was Darren Grimes, he'd probably play some bangers. He'd probably play some Abba, you some fucking you, you party do, stuff. You, you do want it. Why? Because he's gay. No, because he'd be dancing behind. <laughs> you can imagine he's very uncool. Right. Okay. I, I literally so, said Abba I, because I could, the uncool is I could see him. Uncool. I could see him. That I could see him being like a kind. Of, yeah, like a cheesy. I don't even know if I knew he was gay. Disco DJ. Yeah. Um, anyway, carry on. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just thinking about Darren Grimes DJ. You wouldn't want to use those decks after him. That's all I'm saying. He's not an absolute, is he? No, he's not. Well, is that, is that, is that joke about, yeah. about him having a wank? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so on Friday, I was uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a school. Uh, a friend of ours uh, needed a bit of help with the careers day yeah. uh, at their school. And so yeah. I... I heard uh, about this. So I took a mic in uh, and basically... So there was me, Jeff Banks, the fashion designer, oh, yeah. uh, a fireman, a policeman, a, a, a insurance underwriter. Weirdly, all walk into um, a bar. All walk into a bar. <laughs> they were on this the school of the careers day, like basically telling the kids what they do for work and what they might want to do when they get older. And nice. I is uh, what the fuck were you a, doing there? I know a podcast creator. Is that people uh, so into podcasts now? They want schools to no. They just ran out of people to right, bring enough. in, didn't Use they? The story, yeah. So I went down, uh, got me like got brought. So I said instead of like explaining uh, what what I'll do, I'll just come down with a microphone. We'll make our own little podcast in the hour that we've got with the two with the two classes, <clears> and uh, we'll create a little podcast. Um, I said it. That's over. really nice. It, 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 it's a uh, it was a fun, really really fun afternoon. It really was. Um, but these are the pictures that they've they've taken some screenshots of clapping. me of me clapping. Of me doing some uh, teaching in the classroom. You look like a pro- you got you, you look great. 
Oh, that's not so great. <laughs> I look like I'm having an aneurysm or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was it, was it an enjoyable experience? It was enjoyable. At one point, Is I there got any the naughty kids. boys? It was like, oh, he was just, just being brilliantly disruptive. Was he like, what, was he behavioural problems or something? Just, uh, no. He how, just, how did you deal with it? No, he wasn't. No, he didn't have behavioural problems. He was just being a little shit. And, it was, and I was like, good. Every class needs a little shit. Yeah. I loved what, it. What, 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 give me an example of what, the names he called you. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't uh, direct his ire at me, but he okay. he kicked a couple of bags, threw a couple of bags against the wall. He was very angry. Oh, I'm sad. I missed it. <laughs> that sounds great. Rory, bleep his name, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, but but the funny thing that made me laugh was uh, the um, how do I tell it? Yeah, I, I could tell a story. Uh, the the uh, I had one section. I got the kids to interview their teacher. Nice. And uh, come up with some questions for, yeah. for, for the teacher. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them was uh, was uh, trying to out the teacher. <laughs> a lot of the kids was were just trying to out the teacher. And I was like, yeah, they're not going in the, they're not going in the show. So they yeah. got edited out. Well, it's good. Too hot. You... It's the most offensive podcast I've recorded in five years <laughs> in a school. You've got a lot of experience editing out shit. That you I, know, be right? I know, right? Um, Peter, let's have a quick break. Um, when we come back, I really, I think our listeners, based on the response to our shows last mm. week, um, our listeners really want an update on one or two things. Okay. So we'll, we'll get, get to that after, after this uh, Lovely. break. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to the Luke and Pete show with myself, Luke, and that man there, that gentleman there who's caressing a bottle of um, room temperature diet Coke, mm-hmm. which is allowed in the studio because, of course, it contains no sugar. So I, I didn't think there was a, a sh- I mean, people don't seem to listen to the rules anyway, so I mean, it's got a top on it. I think that's the uh, that's well, the important thing. Well, I was here when the studio was built, right? and I was given a very stern talking mm. to by the, the chap who signed the whole thing off, so right. do not allow any sugar in the studio. Right. I've, I've, I've stuck to it. If other people haven't, that's their problem. Um, what about your sweetness in your true. body? You can't, you can't. I said to him, we are going to be having quite a lot of sweet beans in the studio, <laughs> um, but we'll try and replace the sugar with Aspartame or some kind of mm. other sweetener. Um, Peter, um, the lady whose hand famously fell off. Right, okay. Any updates? Not seen her since, to be honest. No. I, I think it's you've, you've made a little bit too much out of this, to be honest. I haven't. I haven't made enough of it. People emailed in about it. Someone emailed in saying, someone tweeted saying, <clears throat> like, What's your it. issue, Luke? You can clearly lose a hand. Just because it's contained within the skin, it's fine. Someone said that, um, uh, it was um, Adam Walker said, um, it's called degloving. But it's not called it's not degloving. It's called degloving. That's when the skin comes off, isn't it's, it? If anything, it's gloved too well. Yeah, that's what Dan... Dan Overgloved, if anything. Dan replied saying, degloving Danny is Glover. when the skin is removed like a glove. Yeah, yeah it's weirdly enough. Um, it sounds like a full wrist dislocation, but don't Google image it. Um, I think I haven't made enough of it. I think that you, a woman fell over and broke her wrist mm. and you decide to frame that in a strange, that's how strange she described way. it to me. I think, it, so if, um, didn't uh, Lars Vodson, uh, didn't he do his tib and fib? Yes. Isn't that technically, uh, he's lost a foot? <laughs> 
I, I, I think he'd be very surprised to know that. Yeah. I've seen the photos Give of Ross in the in the hospital bed, and he's just got a broken leg. Oh, I haven't actually heard from him since. I hope he's okay. <laughs> oh God, he, he, he called it's me. He called me on the Saturday, I think, on morphine, saying, "quote He wasn't sure if he'd be in on Monday," and I've literally not heard from him since. I said, "Don't come in on Monday. Do not come in on Monday." Right. Uh, and I haven't heard from him since. I hope he's okay. Um, earlier on, Peter, we we're talking about Kate Bush. I really like Kate Bush. Do you like her? Okay, is that controversial? Like uh, yeah, I'm not. A, I mean, I've I've only heard a few songs to be honest. Big... I think she's really, really good, and I think people should give her more respect. Right, and she's not helped herself by being a recluse, <laughs> a total recluse. Didn't uh, Alan Park? Didn't uh, Steve Coogan? Uh, he when he sang the um, did he sing a Kate Bush medley? On he did. No, me, no, you are one yeah. of them. He, uh, Kate Bush, uh, phoned him, I think, and said, uh, thank you. For, I, I met for coffee and sort of said, so I don't think she's a full recluse. I think she, she met Steve Coogan for a coffee uh, and thanked him for singing her, her music so well. And he was like, I was taking the piss. Like, what are you, are you just, are you suggesting that Kate Bush isn't the recluse? Just people, not enough people are remembering to ring her. Yeah, give her a ring. <laughs> I'm not a recluse, just a phone never ring. No one, no one asked me to do anything. <laughs> give her a ring for crying out yeah. loud. I, I did hear that story, yeah. And I, I, th- I think she's quite eccentric. I think she's probably not someone who's massively, or she certainly wasn't at the time, massively like plugged into the Matrix, like the popular stuff. Yeah. So I think maybe she just thought he was some kind of like light entertainer or something. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think she's great. I think, I think it's good that they use that... Um, that music, to, mm. that, that running up the hill song, to, to kind of open their music up to a whole new generation of fans, mm. uh, uh, and, and it's a measure of how sad my life is now. That when I heard that, and you'll be a bit like this as well. When I heard the music run up that hill and Stranger Things, I use it so much. I wanted mm. to think to myself, I wonder how much it costs to get the, to get the sync on that. Yeah, I think with um, nowadays though, you can uh, Chris Brod from Robert Dupin, uh, he uh, he licensed. I think Wild Boys from uh, Span- not Spandau Ballet, who sang Wild uh, Boys? Duran Duran. Duran You can license licensed tracks now for, uh, it's a good chunk, it's 150 quid, but it's still quite affordable what? for That's YouTube easy. videos. For YouTube videos, yeah. But obviously for telly. Do you know who's got the best YouTube channel? Who? Justin Hawkins from The Darkness. I've, mate, I've already said, mate, I'm all Fucking over it. so good. I recommended that like five months ago, it's man. great. Get on the, get on the, well, I'm on it. Pile. Get I'm on, on the it. pile. I'm on it now, it's great. He just, his, he has a pull short these days for, uh, reviewing like uh, old hands, old singers, on, uh, like you know John Bon Jovi yeah, yeah. and uh, David Coverdale and stuff, and, and reviewing their terrible performances. He could, he could not bring himself to criticize Axel Rose. Did you see that <laughs> yeah. at any point? He dressed like Axel Rose for the video and could not bring him to criticize him at any point. <laughs> I which it. I actually really like. The thing I like about his channel is it's so positive and he's mm. so knowledgeable. Mm. Like he'll he'll do this thing. For those of you who don't know who he is, he's the lead singer of the Darkness. You're a big band about twenty years ago, like a glam rock kind of metal band um, and um, he will his thing he's got a lot of different things he does on this channel but one thing he does I particularly like is he will play a song a new song for the first time mm. and then he'll break it down yes but he's so good at it like, yeah. he's honestly so good at it I can't believe that he hasn't done a load more prep than he clearly hasn't because he, he, he I saw him review a Red Hot Chili Peppers song and he just was able just to play it in about 10 seconds and work out what it was and the key it was in and all the rest of it. I just thought it was very good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very enjoyable watching proper musicians do proper music. He's got a lot of charisma as well, hasn't he? He's mm. naturally very charismatic. Yeah. And up until that YouTube channel, the last time I saw him, and I think I mentioned this to you at the time, was when he, got, he lost out on the Eurovision entry. Oh, that's right. And he yeah. stormed off the stage. He had a real tantrum about it, which I fucking thought was funny. And I, 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 didn't, I didn't judge him for it at all. But anyway, listen, apparently he's coming in to do Jack's show at some point. So oh, lovely. Hopefully I can meet him. That'd be really nice. 
Oh, I've, I've met him a couple of times before. Have he, you really? Uh, What's he, asked, he like? He, asked, he said, uh, you should come and play for our uh, football team. Why well, didn't you then? Never, never did. It, because I you love a game of football. cannot bring myself to debase myself and try and make new friends. Yeah, uh, okay. I find it very At all or just you, in that environment? Or? Just in that v- environment You've got anywhere, a lot of neighbourhood really. friends I find, in your new I'm forced into that, I suppose. But yeah, I, I cannot turn a casual interview interviewee uh, relationship into something more. That's how the media industry works, though, isn't it? Well, some people manage it. Some people happily manage it. I think there was a time in my life, as if he had said that to me, I would have been there. I'd have fucking yeah. gone. Yeah, <laughs> it turned up Definitely. at Soccer Aid. Hello. I would have loved it. Um, yeah. I also noticed, Pete, that um, you're wearing kind of the shoes that um, old people wear now because they can't bend over and do their shoelaces up. Uh, is, that a, is that a kind of common... Boat shoes? Are they sort of boatish kind of shoes, I guess? No? They're not boat shoes, are they? They're slip-on loafers. Would, I thought boat shoes were slip-on loafers. Did you get them in the back of a catalogue? <laughs> they look like... I'm not being rude. I mean, it works. You can work, you, you're one of these people who can get away with wearing pretty, pretty much anything. <laughs> but they look like you got them in the back of a catalogue. If, if I was wearing no socks, <clears throat> would it be okay? I think it would be. Uh, I think it would be. You know, I didn't, I, mm, it's hard to picture. I think if they were if they were boat shoes with no socks, I think it'd be twenty sixteen <laughs> call. They want their fucking look back. <laughs> but look, I'm, I'm wearing the classic Vans pumps, mate. Yeah, I mean the problem with that kind of colour as well, though, is that you're just constantly worried about um, just constantly throwing them in the washing machine with a lot of bleach. To get I, the I've dirt never out. once done that. You've never once done. Do people that. put bleach in the washing machine? Yeah, you've never lived, mate. You've never lived. Fuck Beautiful. you now. All right, let's do an email. <laughs> I really want to catch up on this email because it's been a long time coming. Do it. And it's from Jason in Missouri who's emailed hello at lukeandpeacher.com. You are also welcome to do so. We'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps you've got an opinion on Kate Bush or Justin Hawkins or Grimesy. Or, um, Grimesy. What do you reckon Grimesy's up to right now? Well, wanking. 10, 10, <laughs> not, but not that. What do you think he's up to right now? I don't know. Probably. Uh, what kind of character do you think he is away from all the politics stuff? I think he's probably just having a cup. I think he's probably just having a, um, a cup of tea, three sugars. And just staring at the middle distance in his yeah. bedsit. Yeah, I th- I think he's. Do you think if if you so say for example you, you just moved to a new country? Aye, what terrible shit am I going to say today? <laughs> you do you think it's that calculated though? You got to be surely. Yeah. What what can I have an issue with now? What can I take umbrage with? If you move to where you move to now mm. and you were doing your thing and and your the partner you had access to for which I'm sure did happen forced mm. you into speaking to the neighbours. Yeah, and you knocked on the door of the next door neighbour immediately next and to you. It was Grimesy. Yeah, how do you think you'd react? I'd be like, "Well, I'm better at DIY than you, probably." <laughs> you opening your big wet blanket. It's a bit of a Tory hotbed where you live, isn't it? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so it could happen. It could yeah, happen. Could anyway, happen. Jason from Missouri, you've been very patient, even though you're not actually on the line. It's just an old radio thing to say. Um, <laughs> he <laughs> he said uh, apparently according to to the very passive aggressive producer Rory in brackets. Lucas mentioned this email a couple of times on the show, implying that I've never actually got around to reading it out. So I am going to read it out now. Uh, Jason says, hello, Luke and Pete. Uh, Long time listener, first time emailer. I've been listening to the backlog of your shows at work, starting from episode one, and it's only taken about two months. Now, I'm not sure if that is a dig at us. Mm. Probably is. It's so easy to listen, or that it's just Jason saying how much he loves the show, which we're very grateful for. Recently, you were discussing with Vish about whether Honda Jazz owners had a jazz hands greeting they would Mm. do to each other. You also mentioned that motorcyclists would nod to each other as a greeting. Here in the US, and I do believe also some places overseas, the universal motorcyclist greeting is to make a peace sign inverted, so with two fingers pointing down towards the ground. So do you want to have a go at doing that, Pete? Uh, Okay, yeah. Like that? Like that, yeah. Little yellow pages fingers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which apparently means uh, keep two wheels down. Right. Why is that then? 
keep up the good work and I hope to be completely caught up very soon, Jason, from Missouri. Don't do... Uh, There's no further explanation wheelies. provided, Peter. I saw a guy doing a big wheelie on a motorbike uh, all the way down. I, think, I was thinking... They, they call uh, people who work in triage in, in, in casualty, they, they call motorcycles like organ donations and stuff. Do they? Because... But this guy was being very dangerous. I think that it's... This is not an opinion I've ever had when I was a kid and it certainly mm. isn't an opinion I would have had when I had my little moped that I was scooting around on. Mm. Um... But as I'm older now, mm. I and I haven't even got kids. But I, th- I think I think that the using of motorbikes in like built up areas in the middle of the night is quite poor form. Yeah, but don't nobody. I, I've I've not heard one in a very very long time. So I'd let them do it, mm. but only if it was a wheelie baby. <laughs> if you had two wheels down, like Jason says, yeah. and you're doing that in an inner city built up area in the mid say after ten o'clock, mm. I'd be dishing out fines. I was I was sat in a restaurant uh, in town sort of, it wasn't even it was like uh, it was a pedestrianised area as well so I don't really understand what, what he was doing but um, I was in just, just off Carnaby Street this restaurant and uh, this guy decided to put his back wheel on the front step of the restaurant and just fucking start burning rubber what restaurant was this? it was, it was just near um, oh Zabrano's you know the bar uh, like club sort of thing in, in just off Carnaby Street there's a restaurant next door yeah and this guy Spanish guy just, just started revving and burning oh, rubber weirdly and it filled the restaurant with smoke I don't know what he was trying to achieve what's it called Zabrano's yeah I think I've got a feeling that might even be the restaurant that young Amy just started working there used to work at really so Zabrano's she, she might have been there there's two of them there's Soho and then there's uh, one in uh, Carnaby Street so it's probably probably Carly Street, so that's more of a restaurant-y place. She, I'm going to ask her after this. Because she, <laughs> she, she mentioned her. it to me the other day. Um, anyway, another another um, another email here that we are going to squeeze in. Yeah. Um, it's entitled um, Celebrity Toilet Meetings, oh. which is, of course, has, has piqued my interest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from Luke, who says, um, Hi, guys. Several years ago, while working as a runner for a small production company in East London, uh, I was taking a waz and a freshly painted urinal when none other than Mr. Magic himself Paul Daniels strides in. You know, Paul Daniels, Peter, remember mm-hmm. him? Yep. And this has piqued my interest because obviously some, he's one. sometimes we're a bit controversial. Right. And and But the great thing is, as, as you've mentioned there, you can do a load of euphemisms about his magic wand. Mm-hmm. So he's also, he's dead. So he we is can't dead. get yeah, in trouble yeah, for yeah. it, can we? We yeah. cannot get in trouble for it. Uh, not that we would be disrespectful about the dead, of course. Anyway, Paul Daniels walks in. Confidently taking the Uranus next to me, the long dead conjurer now uh, turns his head slightly towards mine but eyes remained focused on the painted wall ahead and took in a long, slow breath of air. He then said, another million lost. The sound of piss running against the uh, white porcelain filled the room and I said, hmm, sorry? He turned around, fully making eye contact and said, that's another million lost. And I said, oh yeah, what's that then? Millions lost. Okay. Now shaking his head disappointment, um, Paul Daniels says, could have made millions with the business painting walls. And I said, oh yeah, you're right, you could have made loads. Move quickly to wash my hand, he continued. The millions lost having a business painting walls that was never meant to be. To which so, I said, okay, see you later. Uh, to make things more awkward, I had, a greet, I had to greet Paul and the lovely Debbie McGee at the office reception and offer them a hot beverage soon afterwards. Be interested to know if any listeners have had a more rubbish encounter with a famous celebrity. Now, is Paul Daniels trying to make a joke there? I, so Paul Daniels, what, thought of doing a... What? He's basically going on the old pullback reveal joke where yeah. he goes, another million lost, yeah. to get your interest. Yeah. And he's trying to say something funny. Yeah. By saying oh, I should have made millions painting walls because what he's saying is there are walls everywhere. Right. So there's okay. so many to paint. I yeah, could have made yeah. loads of money. Yeah. It's like a dad joke. It's Very the, meta, meta, isn't it? It's, it's a ten thirty p.m. at a wedding, uncle joke, <laughs> isn't it? 
with yeah. the young'uns. You've got a few yeah. beers inside you to get the confidence. Mm. And this, the thing that disappoints me about this email is that... He could, he could have used one of his... Paul Downs could have used one of his catchphrases. I'm going to piss, but not a lot. Yeah. But Paul Downs' catchphrase, I think, is actually very good, mm. which is you'll like this, and people yeah. go, all right, and then you yeah. go, not a lot, but you'll like it. <laughs> I think that's quite self-replicate. It's quite fun. Yeah. And he's got a lot about him, Daniels. If you watch back of the old Devolt videos, he's very good. He's obviously exactly. odd, which plays he, into it, and he's quite used, funny. So he's let, he's like, let himself down there. Paul Dinos used to have like these mad kind of magicians and puppet uh, masters from all around the world every single Saturday. This is prime time Saturday night, the biggest show on television. Back when Saturday everyone, night telly made everyone something. Everyone used to watch it. Uh, we used to be a proper country. And then sometimes he'd just have these really spooky French puppeteers on for, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. for like five yeah. minutes of yeah. just dour, fucking... So, Black and white avant-garde puppetry. So that stuff is a really, really <laughs> big deal in France. Mm. I've got a friend of mine who goes, he's really into it, and he goes with his family. They have, mm. once a year, around the South Bank somewhere, they have all these French guys that have been doing this for like generations and yeah. generations come over and they have a little festival. My mm. mate goes every year, and it's like seen as a really, it's seen as a really kind of respected art thing in France. As it should be. But over here on Paul Daniel's show, you're not expecting it. <laughs> you're not expecting We've grown it. up on people have grown up on Bill and Ben. I, I, I remember when he, uh, he he started one show by singing "Thank goodness for little girls." What the Paul Daniels did? Paul Daniels did. He just did a whole song and just was went, it on the BBC. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. it was. Trou- yeah, troubling. Isn't it? It's troubling. very, very, very troubling. Indeed. Anyway, let's uh, get out. Of let's here. wrap up just by saying that Paul Daniels used to have a quiz show called Seconds. Every second counts. Well, didn't do a countdown as well. No, no, what we're talking about. Yeah, one called Every Second Counts. With the little uh, gr- little yellow pyramids yes, on, yes. The th- on the front. And yeah. that was the first time in my life that I realised what anxiety was. <laughs> that is the first thing in life that it's very gave stressful. me anxiety. Yeah, very it was stressful. awful. I was only yeah. a young boy as well. Anyway, uh, let's get out of here. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday for more of this. We'll do some of your battery brands as well. Have a lovely week. It's been great talking to you. Goodbye, everyone. Hello at lukeandpeach.com. And as Pete says, uh, goodbye, everybody. Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.